Hi, my name is Shlomo Salsa, founder of Purpose Creates Impact, host of the Teenage Impact Podcast, where you will find the inspiration to get over your struggles as a teenage kid. I was bullied, had anxiety, depression, had friends pass away, and battled confidence issues for a majority of my life. Whether you have the same issues as me, feel lonely, face challenges in your home or in school, I'm going to be interviewing people who overcame these struggles and provide you with tips on how you can overcome yours. By the end of this episode, I want you to rate and comment on what you think of the podcast. This will allow the podcast to be ranked higher and serve more teenagers. Hi, everyone. This is Shlomo Salson, the host of the Teenage Impact Podcast. Today, I have a special guest with me, Austin Reynolds. How are you, Austin? What's up, everyone? I'm uh, Austin Reynolds. I'm doing pretty well, my man. How are you doing? Good, good. I'm so grateful for you to have you on my show. And thank you for doing this. For those who don't know Austin, Austin is a phenomenal person and someone who's been through a lot of adversity. Born with dwarfism, and then at the age of 15, he was paralyzed. And he overcame a lot of struggles, like lack of confidence. He was worried about what other people thought of him. He went through social anxiety. He overcame all those challenges, and now he works for the Miami Heat, staying positive. <laughs> it's, it's crazy when you put it all like that, but yeah, man. You know, life is hard. Life is really tough. Everyone, I, I, I truly believe everyone goes through their own type of challenges. Mm-hmm. And how you look at it is what really matters, not what you go through. It's all about the mindset. And Austin, how about you tell everyone uh, what you've gone through? I, I'm sure your story sounds a lot better than mine. Yeah, absolutely. No, that was a good uh, pump up, uh, warm up and everything. I appreciate that. But a little background about me is I was born uh, December 28th, 1994 in uh, Norwalk, Connecticut. I was uh, born with dwarfism, so my parents were supposed to, like, knew that I was going to have dwarfism prior to being born. And uh, it just so coincidentally happened that uh, my name was supposed to be Forrest because my parents were working for a uh, uh, rainforest animal foundation at the time. And then they found out I was going to have dwarfism and then like, probably about five weeks before I was born, Forrest Gump came out and like he had special needs in the movie. So they pulled that name out because they thought I was going to be bullied. But now looking back on it, I think it's a pretty reflective of who I am that Forrest Gump and I had in common that like we've been dealt a weird hand, but then day we just make the best of it. So pretty much up until the age of 15, I was in and out of doctor's offices I had a bunch of um, surgeries up in Baltimore, which is about a two and a half hour flight. I was raised in South Florida. And after living in South Florida and going up and down to Baltimore, it was a lot. But up at the age of 15, I think you could say I went through about 15 surgeries. Wow. Yeah. And that was like, it was pretty extensive. One of the hours, I mean, one of the surgeries took 14 hours. So it was pretty pretty gruesome stuff all the way from like leg straightening to decompression of my spine. So that was one thing about me. I always had medical problems, but not in the bad way. It didn't hold me back. I played a lot of sports. I'm a sports junkie. I grew up watching sports. I love playing them. 
Um, basketball, right? You like basketball? Basketball is pretty much pretty much my life, and I eat, breathe, sleep in it, and I actually now work for it. So it's honestly a full circle. I truly love the game of basketball. I think the culture, what follows behind the NBA, and now the WNBA is quite incredible because it really just shows that anyone could go from being someone in the streets playing basketball to being a multi-billion dollar athlete, such as LeBron James or Michael Jordan. But at the end of the day, it kind of just shows it opens doors that anything's really possible. And that's truly what I believe that anything that you put your mind to you is achievable. There's nothing that can or will hold you back. So it truly, truly is a game that I enjoy watching. Now I have a privilege of working for the Miami Heat, but a little more background about my uh, early on life is I grew up playing, watching sports, playing sports, never had uh, other major medical problems. I had some surgical things that I need to get done due to my dwarfism, but nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, Fully walking, the one thing that was uh, ordinary about me walking was one step for you, like as a normal length human, is four, four to three steps for me. So walking got very tired very easily and like we had one one where me and you walk together I'd be a lot more tired than you were so I always had some sort of benefit in some way I had like a razor scooter uh to like a like a mock segue like not a real one but like something that like would help me just get around and so I had those things and then right before I went into high school I was supposed to get a normal simplistic leg surgery and it kind of was the decision that I was at a small private school for high school, um, middle school, was there K to eight. And after all that, it kind of was like, my parents were kind of just like, look, you really need to get the stuff done at some point in your life. It's a big moment of transition. Might as well get it done. You know, everyone, the teachers will help you. Decided to pull the trigger, got the surgery. Didn't know that on January 27, 2010, that'd be the last time I'd ever walk unassisted because after that accident, I uh, never fully recovered. I didn't really know that until November that year. So during the whole after-surgery recovery process, there was no, I would say the recovery time was supposed to be four to six weeks. And on the fifth to sixth month, we started seeing some red flags and kind of, we started seeing some red flags, got on the phone with doctors, tried to see what was going on. Then went into high school and I was kind of back to walking and riding my Segway using a cane, not really accepting the fact that I was going to like, couldn't ever walk again, didn't even fathom in my head. And then I went in in November of that year after they deemed that I had a spinal compression they had to do another surgery and the whole algorithm that they gave me that resonates most with people is let's imagine my spinal cord being, um, being carpet. And you know, when you go to a new home and you move your old couch from that old carpet, it's still indented. Mm-hmm. So imagine my spinal cord being the, um, carpet and the, pressure being on the spinal cord they essentially moved the couch and now it's levitating back up but that was holding the thing then not letting the nerve paths and nerve endings get to the feelings of my legs wow that's that's crazy and while all the surgeries are happening what's going through your mind 
honestly what was going through my mind at the time was like what the hell like why me why is this happening like i've already was dealt the wrong hand why is this happening to me now I'm, this is a, probably one of the most crucial points of my life was middle school to high school trying to fit in seeing everything but i was very down i wouldn't say i was really depressed i was just upset but i always knew at the end of the day that things will get better and never really accepted anything i was lucky to have a good core group of friends around me that went to the same middle school as high school as i and other than that it was very mentally challenging but i was dealt this card my whole life and i had to learn the fact that things don't always go your way i've been always been known to be over prepared for things because i always have to expect the unexpected in my situation in life so kind of I had a good head on my shoulders, but there was definitely some bad days, but good days. And, you know, nowadays there's a lot of teens going through mental health struggles. And it seems that suicide is an option for a lot of people. Did you ever think about suicide? Luckily, I'm a man of faith and I couldn't ever, I would never even want to put anyone else through that situation because of my mistakes. I've come to realize that life is difficult in itself, but nothing's more difficult than losing someone. I uh, never experienced someone close to me, but there's definitely been a lot of friends of mine that have seen death affect them. And honestly, life is very tough. Life is very difficult. But even in the worst days, if you could turn on a light, if you have clothes on your body, you're richer than someone else. And being in and out of the hospital, I've seen kids go from walking in there to my hospital roommate, never being able to sit or talk again as parents like crying. So anytime I was very weak or felt vulnerable or why me and felt petty, I thought of people that had it worse than I and thought of instead of why us, what can we do to prevent this or what can we do to make each other happy? How can we do things to better each other? And it's just one of those things that you never look, you can never let it get truly get to you because all the negativity will eat you alive. And if you have negativity in your life, you're just not going to be happy. It's so true. And I um, mean, going back to my, um, when I was a kid, I know I used to always question why every grade I would get bullied, why I would move on to next grade thinking that things would just get better. And year after year, I was always the main target in every friend group. And I always questioned why I wasn't talented, why I wasn't good in sports, why I wasn't in school. I worked really hard. I got good grades, but I wasn't naturally smart. And now it makes sense because it taught me a lot of persistence and not to give up. And it's all about the mindset. Mm -hmm. And just going off of that, um, I saw one of your interviews recently with uh, Casey Adams, and you talk about how when they told you that you weren't ever going to be able to walk again, that you're paralyzed, all you can think of is like, my gosh, like you thought really negative, but then you go back and thought about your two people that were in the hospital with you, correct? Absolutely. And who were they? No, it's like kind of the story that I was just saying before is like when I got, when they first diagnosed me they didn't tell me right off the bat they said you have to go into this rehab facility for the next 30 days your body's very sore you have to like do the special physical therapy and like rehab your body into the best shape so 
not knowing anything pretty much my we all agreed that it was probably the best idea to be close to the doctors and everything and for the first about two weeks I had a private room and then in the second pretty much time like second two weeks there was this kid that was roommates with Brian <clears throat> there was this kid named Brian and he pretty much was a normal 13, 14 year old, I believe, was just running through Philly, was running with his friends, and all of a sudden got hit by a drunk driver, literally out of nowhere. And he literally is paralyzed from the neck down. Um, his, I was literally next to his parents, grieving with all his friends for, for two weeks, literally praying that he would wake up and just like say something while I'm just sitting over there complaining that, like, I can't feel my legs. So that really put it in perspective because my dad literally told me, like, any days I'd get pissed, he would, like, kind of give me a good old reminder, like, look, like, kind of sucks what happened to you, but, like, at least, like, unfortunately, he said, like, at least you're in better circumstance than the person right next to you. So anytime I feel really depressed, really upset or anything like that, I kind of really think about that, think, realize, wow, that could be me. That, like, it could happen to anyone. and just I'm truly blessed to be in this position. Mm-hmm. And you said you also lacked confidence. Um, were there any situations that you could think of on top of your head in middle school and high school where you told yourself, you know, I'm not good enough or you were worried about what other people were thinking? So pretty much everywhere where I go, it's very common for people to see me. I'm a very noticeable guy and approachable person. And it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. It's really nice knowing a lot of people and, like, going out and a lot of things. But, like, it's also to the point where anywhere you go, it's kind of like you don't know who you're going to see and how they're going to perceive you. Like, it's going to be the nice person or it could be an asshole. Like, it's, it's a whole perception thing. So growing up, I kind of always not been a homebody but preferred to, like, now in my later stages I've grown out of it but before like I wouldn't want to be like the kid that went to parties because I didn't want like my wheelchair taken up or they never ramp and so like that was those are the type of things I didn't want people I didn't initially want to be put in a power chair like the chair I am now because I was scared of what the perception of others would be it's there's a lot of my little tedious things that get in my head that I see and like it was it was very difficult but at the end of the day it was pretty you have to break break your comfort barrier or else you'll never do it because there's been plenty of times where I've been so nervous I didn't want to do it but literally just put my head down and I come up smiling every almost every single time so my advice on if you want to get out of your comfort zone is as simple as just do it like if you're if you're in this situation where you feel complicit and you don't know how to handle it you don't ask mom or dad brother sister best friend uncle kind of just look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, I've got this and just do it. Was there one specific moment where you said, you know what, forget what everyone else thinks? Or was it like a compilation of, uh, like like a buildup of moments that got you to that point? The good question. I make you think. <laughs> yeah. Because um... some people, some people they just have that, you know, wake up call. They're like, you know what? Forget what everyone thinks. And other people, they go through struggles and then they care, then they don't care. Then it's kind of like a a skill that they're trying to build 
up to? I would say my I would say there's two chapters to my point of care because when I was in high school, it kind of started, I start, stopped losing my active care towards the end of my senior year. It took me all the way there. And then in college, I would say it was after, like my sophomore year. Gotcha. Gotcha. But it was kind of just, it was just, there's no specific life moment that I was kind of just changed my life where I was like, I got to think about it, but it was, the fact that I was just annoyed of just honestly not wanting to feel comfortable in the situations and just being stuck in the house and they're just stuck doing the same thing repeatedly day and day. Pretty much I didn't want to fit the stereotypical person, unfortunately, in a wheelchair. I wanted to break, define the odds and break barriers. And besides your dad telling you, um, reminding you, hey, um, there's other people out there that have it worse. What did you do to have a more positive mindset? I honestly read a lot. I looked at a lot of Facebook, Instagram, bunch of people who just spoke motivational stuff and studied them. I literally would buy their books. Gary Vee was a big one. I literally would listen to them. I would find what I was attracted to, which was music, sports, looked at a bunch of, this was prior podcasts that were 2019 podcast so I didn't know that you could literally go on an app and listen to people talk but I would look up TED Talks on YouTube I would literally look up cool I would play video games I would just figure out new things new things I would thoroughly enjoy and passionate about and pursue them and get a better knowledge like took a photography class in high school and a piano class in high school that like shouldn't have taken it was a complete waste of time but it's what i enjoyed like it was cool i enjoyed it and that's that's what it's all about what are some of your favorite videos movies or games i don't know videos like what motivational videos favorite motivational videos i would probably say eric thomas the hip-hop teacher if you can't breathe if you if you want to breathe as bad as you want to succeed then you'll be successful i would say uh him um that's powerful yeah no nah, he he really sets it off i like there's a lot of uh sylvester Sil- stallone like motivational videos about him doing rocky like these actors man just actually have to put in the work as well to make it look like they're like that it's not glitters and rainbows as he says it's it's really cool so i like going back i like using music look- listening to music and listening to the words instead of just like what how like putting an impact to the words and it's truly truly inspiring listening to some of these people saying some things and depicting it so it's about constantly surrounding yourself with positivity reading playing video games listening to music and listening to these different motivational videos anything else that you do um i'm honestly socialized whether it's calling people, hanging out with people, walking around on the street, I always have a smile on my face. I always say hello. I always make it approachable because, A, you never know who you're going to meet. B, it doesn't hurt. Just make someone's day. A smile can go an extra long way. To, you never know who's – you never know if someone's cousin just won the lottery or someone's uncle just died. You just – regardless, you smile. And it truly can leave an impact on the stranger's day. So anytime I'm out, I t- – I strive to have a smile on my face. And 
other than that, it's just kind of one of those things where you really just have to be truly comfortable where you are in life. You can't let anything define who you are. It's one of those, one of those mentality, mental blocks. So you can't understand that if these people are talking smack about you, you can't you have to literally let it go in one ear, not the other. Otherwise, it's going to eat you alive, and you'll never truly be happy. Strong rule to live by: smile and just keep going. Exactly. You can't really, you can't fail with the smile, I believe. <laughs> and what tips do you have for people who are going through uh, some similar struggles as you? My number one piece of advice would be don't listen to people that say you can't do something. As mm-hmm. corny as that could be, I truly mean it. There's been a lot of times I've been told, look, you can't go there because you have to get on a plane, rent a car. If you want something to happen, you have to put in a lot of work, but it will be made happen. Like, there's nothing in this world that can't happen without the power of will and without the power of money. And I know money isn't convenient for everyone, but what is convenient is there's plenty of websites like GoFundMe and places like that that you can put your thing, your dream on paper and if you truly are passionate about it, that will be contagious to others. People will understand what is happening, what, are, what is truly believable and everything. So I believe that there's just a lot of ways to help people in this world. And what are your goals now? My goal is to pretty much establish myself living in Miami. I've been here for about one year, and I've done pretty well for myself. But I finally just got a job. This Miami Heat season's about to come and come into play. This is a true dream of mine. I've been dreaming about working for the Miami Heat since 2001. It's pretty much a dream come true, and I can't really can't really believe it, but it actually happened. And it's my goal is to just strive at work and then continue doing physical therapy and continue to do my Miami project and understand that. Even though I'm in this situation, there's a chance of me walking it again, so always improve every single day, which includes working out, eating well, and just honestly just putting my head down and grinding. Awesome. And you're also building an Instagram influence. Um, what made you um, – was it something that happened accidentally? Or- uh, yes and no. So all throughout, after I got in this injury – I didn't have Facebook. I mean, I didn't have Instagram. I didn't have Snapchat. And Facebook was back when it was very, Facebook was in its peak. And I used to post pictures of my recovery status of like the timeline and of how I'm doing and like pictures of me standing. And I grew a following. I started growing likes, comments of family, friends from a whole bunch of people. And I did that for about eight years back from like 2010 till about now. And I didn't really comprehend what my story meant to others because I was living it. And neither did my inner circle, my parents, my good friends. But as I developed and as I grew as from high school to college and just everything was developing, I really literally would get stopped and be like, wow, you're very inspirational. You're very you should think of doing this. I was at a seminar my sophomore year in high school and this public speaker promoter came up to me. He's like, look, like you told your story very well. I think you should seriously consider public speaking and 
telling your story in the near future because you truly have an impact. And that was the first time I truly understood, not that I could get paid, not that it was like the money thing, but like that someone at that level is interested in hearing what I would have to say and doing that, that it's not just fake love from the family and friends. It's actually true what they're saying. And it really opened my eyes of like, wow, if let's try to 10X this thing and see where it goes. That's amazing, man. Any other tips you have for people who are trying to achieve the goals um, like you? I would literally tell anyone that feel free to contact me if you're going through anything. If anyone, if my biggest thing is if you're going through something and it literally feels like the weight of your world on your shoulders, you have to look at that, squat your legs, and put, brush it off or jump it off. Because at the end of the day, you create your own legacy. Everyone has a great story. I actually read something very interesting yesterday that I want to say because this, this hit home. Spend some time appreciating everything bad that's happened in your life. Nobody ever claps in the middle of, middle of the movie. Your story isn't over yet. When it's all said and done, everyone will clap because of the scenes you are living today. Appreciate the struggles. It is a perfectly des- it's perfectly designed to be an Academy, Academy Award-winning film in your life. And that really resonated at home to me because it literally made me realize that if a movie were to have all good things, it would probably get a negative 50 in Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. But a story is all about the build-up, the climax, the happy ending and everything. And at the end of the day, everyone should look at their middle little obstacle that is happening and understand that this is supposed to happen. Not get frustrated, not to get understanding that everyone has obstacles. And every day that something's new, you can't let it face you. You can't let it take you down because if you let it take you down, it's just letting, letting your emotions win and every human's stronger. Yeah, my mom and grandfather used to have a saying in uh, Hindi or Marathi, I think I'm saying it right. <laughs> it means whatever happens, happens for a reason. <laughs> that was awesome. Anyways, appreciate it, brother. Where can my people find you? So I'm on uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is Austin X Reynolds. Um, I'm building a podcast right now. It'll be coming shortly. I'm, I'm liking it. I'd love to get you as a guest on there as well. Um, but other than Instagram... I've got Twitter, Austin X Reynolds, and that's about it. Awesome. And for anyone tuning in for the first time, if you haven't done so, if you're on iTunes, go ahead, rate and review and subscribe. Trying to influence as many teens as possible and inspiring them to overcome their struggles. Absolutely, my man. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Peace. Peace.